Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. This week, we head to the Riga front in Latvia with Zintar Dreibug's 2019 epic, Blizzard of Souls. As always, we've got Mike A. Hello. Nathan. What's up? And myself, Mike B. This week, Brian has succumbed to the frozen tundra, but is recovering and should be back with us in no time. So, let's get started on our opening thoughts, guys. Nate, you go first. What do you think? Uh, um, no, I, uh, I guess to start very bluntly, I liked it. I actually liked it a lot. Um, there are some cliches in it of, you know, kind of what we see in every kind of war, war one war movie, but, uh, overall, no, I really liked it. Um, I had a lot of, it, it, it was weird. It, it, it hit a feeling I don't think I've felt from, a war movie in a while in terms of I think that I think the key notes they wanted to hit in I guess emotion I think I felt like they did a really good job presenting that um and then there's some things that are so cliche like riding a bicycle and falling off and throwing horse poop at each other and all that other kind of stuff like you know it's uh, I get it you're trying to put a thing of innocence and then you got to kill the dog for him to like you know fuck the mom but you know kill the dog no you're fucking nah, can't stand that. Have you shit. seen John Wick? Yeah. Don't kill people's dogs. Yeah, yeah. Nate, Nate, did you just say fuck the mom? Fuck kill the mom, the dog. kill the dog. I did. Yes, I did. But in that context, not that you know. No, it's, that's not. That's not. Yeah. Entirely. Like, like. Well, I yeah. say in the sense of like you killed the parents and the thing. I'm like, eh. Yeah, but you kill the dog, and I feel something. What does that say about me and my oversaturation of war movies? Anyway. Um, my, my point is, is that it just, I, I think there are some things they nailed really well. Um, and some things I think are just cliche or what we call cliche, I think in our group. Um, but I, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it all the way around. And there were a lot of things that reminded me, um, of, uh, unknown soldier 2019 of the same kind of year. Um, the shots, the, 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 not the effects or whatever, but just kind of the shot placement, the cinematography, the effects in a way. And I feel like that has to do with the area region of artists in that area, I feel like, um, because Latvia is closer to Finland than most places. Um, but I, I, I really, really did enjoy the movie overall, but we can jump into more of that later. Um Mike A, do you want me to hand over Mike B so you can finish eating popcorn or are we? No, 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 I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, caught you oh, on I, a, can... I caught you on a gulp, so that's why. Thank I was you. Like, yeah. yeah, that was perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I don't, I'm kind of mixed on this one. Um, it had some things in it that, yeah, I thought were good, but then also things that like I did like the, right, right away, like the movie did not have me with its opening scene. And... Um, you know, it's 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 uh it's all quiet on the Western Front. Like it's kind of the same thing. It has different things in it, where it has you know more personal stuff like family and stuff like that in it. But um, it's kind of that, and uh, and you know, but I don't think I've it for me anyway seen a World War One film about this particular front. 
Me either. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like yeah. that was interesting to see. And uh, the different environments as opposed to like, you know, the French, uh, you know, torn up the no man's land and all that stuff. And this is uh, slightly different as, as there's more like forests and things like that. Um, but, uh, and uh, a lot of really good like imagery, you know, uh, and stuff like that. But um, uh, yeah, I, don't, like I say, I'm kind of mixed on it. Also, I watched uh, on uh, on accident, I watched the dubbed version and, uh, oh. It, oh, it was, dude, it was bad like oh. i don't know if they got uh i don't know if they got the actors to do the english dub but like there was zero energy in it and um i just kind of like oh, dude you know the rule you know the rule you never watch dubbed movies ever. i didn't mean to dude but like no. fuck you no. should have asked yeah, i would have fucking given it, you the fucking no no it, it, it's fine it's fine yeah. like that'll be good because you got you got a slightly different experience right than, Nate and I did, so yeah, it's right. But um, like I say, it's some stuff where I'm like, oh, that's cool, <laughs> that's interesting, that's neat. But then at the same time, I'm like, I, I get it. Like it, it's, it's all quiet on the Western Front. God. It's the same kind of thing. I'm just, I'm just laughing what you said about the dub version. I thought when he was roid raging, you know, smashing a dude's head with a two by four, I'm like. That's bad, even with the natural voice and everything. I can't even imagine what that, you know, what the. It, it was comical, dude. <laughs> oh I should, like, my try god! And find clips or send, send them. Yeah, to you, you'll it, have to. A, yeah, I'd like to a, see what it, that sounds like. Yeah, for all you listening, uh, it's not. It's not like. I mean, if you're looking for a so bad it's good kind of thing, that's the way to go. But like, if you really want to take this movie seriously, probably watch the original with subtitles. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, okay, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so yeah, coming right out of the gate, yeah, um, had some interesting things in it. Uh, definitely not a terrible movie, but also not blown away by it. I would love to know what if that if the real language would change that for you. Mm, it, it not, might, it might. not that I'm like trying to push you over the positive end. I'm just for me when I hear someone has watched something in dub but hasn't watched it in the original language yeah for me personally cringe it hurts me because i feel like you lose a lot of the performance with well, dubbed audio like i said going in i didn't realize that then when they started talking i said oh god no and then i was like you know what i'm already here i've already paid for it you're fucking committed <laughs> oh you <laughs> yeah, paid like, for it okay you're committed I, I paid yeah. for it i didn't know it was on tubby or tubby okay um i call it tubby but um tubby It'd be, yeah. it'd be double P's, man. I know. No, Tubby. Yeah. T or double B. Sorry, double B's, not double yeah. P's. But, I know. Geez, I just like to call it that because I'm, I'm a funny little guy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, anywho, so yeah, I might give it a second chance uh, if I ever get a chance to to watch the original voices, right. voice version. You know? Yeah, like, that's fine. No, I actually like I did watch a version with subtitles. And um, I still agree with you. I, I'm very mixed on this is because there were, there were some things that were actually very fucking well done, mm -hmm. very well done. And then it was just, there were things that even with just reading subtitles and everything, I don't know Latvian. I don't know Russian. They were intermixing it. I could tell when they were speaking Russian a little bit, but like Latvian is again, different than Russian. And that, I don't know if it made that much of a difference. Like, as far as like Nate was saying, like, if, if you watch it dubbed versus subtitles, I don't know, even though, the, well, actually, no. Okay. I take that back because dubbing all, always gets it wrong. 
it's just terrible and it just doesn't line up. Subtitles, at least subtitles like, are wrong, but at least you're not affecting the performance. I feel like yeah. correct. And at least their their mouth is moving with what they're saying, right? Yeah. So yeah, I retract that statement. But like so, um, but here's the thing: is like the actual content itself. There was a lot of what I thought was really good, and there was a lot of just cliche, um, what I would call European scenes. And if you're if you're a European um, listener of this, it's nothing bad. It's just different than what the U.S. is used to because of the fact that like so many scenes in this film were very like raw. They were like very fucking holy shit. They actually did research. They actually got it. The props for the most part that I saw, and I will just preface this with this: I'm not an Eastern Front expert by any means. I am a very basic bitch knower of the Eastern front in general in the first world war and the technology that was used, the equipment that was used. I know a little bit about the Imperial Russian army and their, you know, subsidiary States, you know, the Baltic States and everything like Belarus and everything, which didn't exist at that point. But like, um, I know a little bit about that. I just don't, I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to comment totally on that, but the actual action, and we'll get into this. This is going to be really fun. The weaponry, um, the story itself, we'll also talk about that. But overall, again, like Mike said, or Mike A said, I have mixed emotions about this, mixed feelings about like the kind of the film itself. It wasn't spectacular and it wasn't shitty. It's just somewhere in there. And I think we can actually try to, um, I think we can try to get there um, in this podcast. So you had said something that, okay, if I go Nate real fast. Um, you had said something that's very interesting and I want you to kind of elaborate on or give an example, give an example at least. Um, you said there are lots of things in here that are very European. Um, what are some things like that, that, uh, that are very European? Just the, 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 the love story, the, the, like, um, the, yeah, going and drinking with chicks, you know, yeah. I, I get it. I get, no, that did happen. It, it, it's not that it didn't happen. It's just the way it's presented, I guess, is um, yeah. European. And it's like, remember when we did uh, Shershaw? Yeah. And we were like, a lot of this is very Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. It didn't It didn't make it a shitty film. It just it was like, yeah, it was like, it was a lot <laughs> of like, like Bollywood aspects, like when they're not actually out there, that they took of liberty. And that's fine. It's not that I'm ragging on it for that. It's just like, I think they took a you know, and, and American films do this too, of course, but like it's, it takes too long in these scenes of, um, non-action on at the front. And I think they could have cut that down a lot. Um, and I know, I, I know I'm, 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 ending, I'm ending that with a, an up and up thing, like a question, because I am actually questioning it. Like thinking about it, like, could they have? Yes. But it's like, what, specifically i actually don't know and that's where it that's where the european kind of thing like i was bored at times in this film but i don't know exactly why or what should have been caught because it's all relevant but it's just the way it was presented was just a little bit too long for my personal liking but again it's it's totally subjective it's not good or bad it's just it is what it is and yeah i'm being a fence sitter too which is very fun but like that's what i mean by european approach like kind of this adding more things nate um well like i suffer from the same thing with unknown soldier 
where it there are a lot of lulls. Um, uh, not that not that you're not that you know it needs to be action all the time or you know everything needs to be intense all the time when there needs to be conflict all the time. You can have lulls. Um, I feel like with Unknown Soldier though, its lulls have meaning and has reason. There is a cadence. There you go. There is a cadence to it. Um, yes. And I feel like this copies that cadence. However, I feel like some of the scenes you could still have, you could cut a little bit of X, Y, and Z and still have that cadence, just not as long. Um, but to me, it didn't detract. Um, like, I understood why um, they did it, and I understand the pacing of it. Um, but even I skipped at him, like, getting, like, married like near the end i was just like okay i gotta finish this i was like it's not that i don't <laughs> want to like watch it i liked the movie i just was like okay my kid needs to have x you know time on the xbox and i need to fucking like you know do this because i'm kicking her out for the recording later so i gotta fucking speed this up <laughs> you, like that's you like skip, it's, you but, skip over the stuff with that you know what's already you already know i know he's gonna, gonna marry her or like promise himself yeah, to her i'm like okay yeah it's like okay skip like done like you know it's just fine but it's just it's just, you know, um, uh, there's a cadence to it. And European movies tend to have that cadence. Um, and it was it was a lot of um, really quick and then I'll let, I'll let you go on. Yeah. It's just what I was saying is like it's a lot of the uh, romance kind of shit. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know what I mean? Like the, when, the, when they're doing the lulls, it's like this romance shit. And it's like, does it have to take that long? That was my concern. Oh, yeah. Because like, you're not my concern, really. But like, yeah, because yeah. Europeans aren't afraid of tits and dick in the movie. So they'll fucking, you know, do it. You know, unless a lot of, lot of, lot of male asses. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Running into dude. If you're if you're a chick or a gay dude, man, this movie's for you. I saw some back ball <laughs> running around there. Like it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> swinging. Swinging. Swingin'. You can tell yep. the older guys, man. It's like putting a puppet in front of a backlight, you know, just. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's, anyway. it's definitely <laughs> um, it's awesome Nate's up. fantasizing right now. He, he's getting in the zone. Um, he's getting in the zone. No, no. Like, uh, no. It's it's it. It was. I thought the cinematography. I guess if we want to jump into cinematography and stuff through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I mean, like, I I I liked it a lot. There was a lot of really good cinematography in it. Um, it reminded yes. me of. I'm gonna reference it for the last time because I'll keep calling back to it. Otherwise, Unknown Soldier. Unknown Soldier is a really a really really good cinematography good cadence good editing and it reminded me very much of that framing and that kind of still shot of you know and and all quiet on the western front does that as well but they do it in a different sense um but i i liked the the cadence the pacing the editing i like the effects you can tell some of them are a, a little a, a little rough but but not horrible dude i've seen but i've they're seen they're actually really good. i've seen a whole lot where cg and more expensive movies like they did a really well, good did job a lot of practicals did you agree yeah oh 100 like, they, they barely did cg if they did yeah. it was for good reason and yeah. it was a good marriage of the two um mm -hmm. nothing like yep. really kind of was horrible like it was really good um i i will say i loved um to call back to the last one we did in this order um we did siege of Jadaville last week and uh one of the big problems we had with that, excuse me, that movie was fit like battle physics, like stuff not passing through objects, very much like bulletproof plot devices, just stuff like that. And that's fine. Um, but with this, I, I hate to say I cheered, 
but I was just like, oh, that's oh, like that. Like I really went ooh when yeah, so did when, I. Yes. when the kid is hiding behind the same small tree and the bullet goes right through the tree and hits him in the head because it's exactly what it would do because you have this false sense of cover when you mm-hmm. when you're in trees yes. like that and when we do reenacting everyone hides behind a fucking tree and it it bothers me yeah. to no end yeah, yeah and it's just it's yeah. like that yeah. my 30-06 would go right through that fucking tree but okay um you know i i i I look at that and I, and that's not really portrayed in movies or at least you don't see impacts like that with people hiding behind trees like that getting hit. And I found that very cool because you don't see that. And uh, I'm sorry, I keep calling back to it, but it really is a comparison. Unknown soldier does that to a certain extent as well within the battle scenes of the same kind of like forest. And I think the really interesting part about this movie is that we don't normally see world war one movies kind of out of a trench moving moving to stuff i mean we do but 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 like you know they they charge it's always the, base. the trench it's, it's always, always the, the trench yeah. yeah and they charge yep. over yep. the base through that really cool now i will i'll dump into that later we'll talk about that later when we get to equipment i think but um that whole like charge to the open field and cutting the gate and doing that and the showing the sliding and the stuff like the cinematography for those one shots and i use one shots with quotation because most of the time they're not really one shots they're just really well edited together is that they are yeah. they are very well done in this and i thought that the the pyro the the cg impacts i'll t- i'll tell you one thing that threw me for a loop was a maxim gun in a fucking tree that was uh, I, I wanted to mention that. That, that that threw me for so, a fucking loop let, let, let's let's okay let's let's just go through the good <laughs> like right it now. can Let happen be... but i i never fucking uh, oh you can yes it could happen but no, would I, it happen okay, a we'll, lot again no. we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> I thought it was a cool tumble. How about that? You you were onto something about the actual practical effects of like, oh, that was know, all CG. Would but be. yeah, no, 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 no. Like you were like he gets hit through the tree. Okay, that's a practical thing. Yeah, that's like yeah. It's even even happen. their charges like, in the ground were really well done. I thought too. Um, so yes, they were really quick. Mike, can I just say one yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, cool. One of the weirdest things that stuck out that I thought was very fucking well done is when the main character Artur's is in the trench he's fighting he's like not wanting to stab and he's like stabbing and all of a sudden he gets hit by who knows who and he hits his head against the, the trench wall and he's just yeah. it's out I like yeah. that. but it was so quick it was like down yeah and it was like that was really cool because it's realistic like imagine yourself in that scenario like you're in this fight and all of a sudden you're out cold because your head and it they actually i don't know how the fuck they did that but like did they have the wall just be super soft because he actually it looked like he hit his head really fucking hard it was probably foam rubber or something yeah but like it would bounce but like it it, it i'm looked sure really it looked really, i'm yeah. sure there's some good trickery in that yeah yeah um, like whoever did that was like because that was really like i was like oh sh-. I, I i did like, like yeah. I, to, to, I guess to skip back to that sequence is that the i i did like how they filmed it out of his perspective and the mm-hmm. hesitation, yeah. the fact that he didn't really stab the kid. The kid got pushed into his bayonet, which I thought was interesting right. as well. Um, you know, it, it, there, again, it's a lot of tasteful showing the antis of war and all that kind of stuff. It broke the cliche, but didn't. It just it kind of yeah. revamped the cliche, I feel like, to me. Um, but that's just my take on it, Mike Ego. Well, that, that's we started talking about something that I really did want to mention. Yeah, go for it. Like, yeah, was that um, the deaths? Most most of the deaths in this are very like just matter of fact. They don't feel they're just like wham. It's like that. Um, they don't feel 
ostentatiously theatrical or anything like that. And I like that part of it to where yep. it's not like, you know, cut to the shot where someone gets shot or something like that. You just, it's like, uh, and then someone falls over. That is very true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I like all, all I the like characters that. were like that. Yeah. 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 And I like that a lot about it. And that trench scene, like, I don't know if a trench infiltration would necessarily happen that way. I don't know. Um, but, uh, we can talk about that, but yeah. Right. Um, that part I liked a lot. Some of the hits in that scene, like, felt, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, no, they actually, like, they had to have hit each other. Yeah. Like, there's a part where the guy's in the background and you see someone club someone with yeah, his yeah, rifle. Well, that the, and then, but you see the recoil of the head and it's a yeah. person. It's not a prop. Right. It's yeah. not a dummy. And I was like, damn, and that I'm was like, that's how it would fucking look. Like, that's, yeah. yeah it was like, and that, if that, I think that, it's that same scene, yeah. the guy grabs the wire cutters and beats yeah, the he grabs, fuck out of someone. Yeah, he starts hitting him with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, well, the one German guy comes up to the uh, Russian guy. Or Latvian guy, right? We're just gonna say Russian because they're the Imperial Russian Army. But he goes up and he he goes like this, and then the fucking um I forgot what they're called, like the 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 beams that go across. He the top ha- his hand it. hits it, yeah. Yeah, it, it, no, the the E tool hits. Oh it. yeah, yeah. And he's like shit, and then all of a sudden he gets stabbed <laughs> or something. It's like yeah, that's something you're not thinking about because you're just a pure adrenaline. Oh yeah. And it's like shit. No, they they did that really actually pretty well i like that fo- i like that fog scene too i liked how they showcased how lost oh yes yeah too. dude like and the way that those like those really thin trees looked and everything like that oh it's a marsh yeah, yeah it looked yep. really good th- i love that part just from yeah. like a cinematic you know point of view it's creepy they, they yeah a, it's like again like i they did a really good job with with showcasing this i feel like i feel like where i think it's gonna go low on us again I think it's it's the cadence and just maybe some of the presentation, but like to me personally, I I love the way they 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 bound up tension and released it either crescendoly crescendo like there that's not even a word, but you get my point in one big wabam yeah, or no, they slowly sure. release the spring. Um, I was not ready for the reds stuff at the end. I wasn't either. So yeah. here here's what I'll say really quick, and then I'm pretty sure we'll just get your guys' opinion. I think the beginning fell flat mm-hmm. the middle best part the actual middle of the film best part they they really fucking killed it yeah no pun intended but like they killed it and then at the end it was like what are we doing here yeah and so would you guys agree with that yeah or? it's like this com- it's like this communism is bad message yeah i would that came well okay this also plays into we're talking about the stuff that's european like very European stuff. Another thing that's very European and European war movies is the deserter. Like the whole thing of the guy like who leaves the war, you know? And well, but it, it actually did happen quite a I bit. understand it happened, but like yeah. it is a thing that you always see in these, like like that you're you're correct. Right, you yes. know. I think and it, like, it yeah. comes down to that cliche conversation that we started right, with. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh at that point I was kinda like, Oh, it kind of just came out of nowhere. It seemed like it was a different like plot, you know, or something that was introduced in the movie. Um, didn't hate right, it. Th- th- I didn't. I didn't see it either. Like I didn't. I didn't see that coming. Right. Because, okay. So so, was I just seeing shit, or like at the end of, after they were talking about you know Lennon's gonna fucking do this and that, and people were kind of deciding, was he not writing in 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 that notebook or whatever the fuck nineteen nineteen? I saw that. Yeah, and I was like, what? Yeah, I saw. I said nineteen nineteen on the bottom. Yeah. So it's like okay. So the revolution. The official revolution started in April of 1917. Mm-hmm. The Red Revolution took place in October 1917. They never 
they never actually give us a timestamp. Okay, said okay. 19, you guys well, were they said 1916 winter of 1916. You guys were confused is, about the timeline like I was then. Yes. I was I had no yes. idea when the fuck this was because I missed the beginning title sequence because yeah. I was grabbing well, they said 1915. I, I was grabbing a beginning. drink and so I missed that whole part. So yeah, okay. Yes. So they said nineteen fifteen at the beginning, which is fine because that's the Russians were definitely mobilized in nineteen fifteen and they were it was a bloodbath. Yeah, please look it up. And then and then it says when they're doing the winter scenes, which we should also talk about because those were actually pretty fucking cool, in my opinion. Um, they said winter of 1916. So is that January or is that December? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just it's, it, it didn't make any sense. Like, as far as the timestamps were concerned, maybe I just because I can't read Cyrillic. I don't I don't understand. But also, even even so, if we're jumping to december of 16 we just missed a whole fucking year of like what they were doing so how would that make sense you know like okay but yeah it's 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 just it was very confusing as far as that's concerned it was a little clumsy in that in that that respect um yeah so uh no i i agree um but uh let's see what what are some other good things about it <laughs> Um, the good things were when they were, when they were actually training. I thought that was interesting. They're using just uh, wood, like just pieces, pieces of wood. wood. Yeah, that that's not just the Russian military. Like people did that, and they still do it. Mm. The U.S. military still does that, and says bang and whatever because <laughs> of shortages and whatever. Um, don't tell anybody that, but like, um, <laughs> but no, still like that. That's very accurate, and it's like okay, his dad was a retired sergeant major probably served in the russo-japanese war 1905 right if you think about it that's probably where he had experience from and he gets in there and then he kind of that that whole storyline kind of pissed me off because it's like the guy's a sergeant major they're not gonna let him go out and use a fucking k-98 from world war ii <laughs> oh was that 36 was that a world war ii k-98 i couldn't tell that was oh, that wasn't well, a g-98 Oh no 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 no! Okay. Not at all. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll go. Through I thought IMFDB. so. I was looking at it, going, "That looks like a World War II rifle," but okay, that's fine. I'm sure we'll see a lot of things, and I mean, this is the whole reason why we go through this before we give our score is that I don't know yep. about you guys, but your guys' input does affect my score when I like near the at the end. Vice I mean, versa, yeah, yeah like, it affects everybody. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, and you know, the K98 was was adopted by the German military in, in 1936, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair he's not here he's not here to fucking defend it so hey. well i had a cough neat i didn't say anything i said the kennedy was introduced and used in world war ii by the german military mm. okay that's that's all i said mm. i didn't say any dates or anything i just had this cough going on mm. anyway um but anyway so even still like you'll you'll see later and like um that whole storyline pissed me because like his dad could have been a good sergeant major which he was portraying like Hey, this is how we have to train. This is what you have to do. Blah, blah, blah. And then they just kind of went off on that, which is also a European thing. We're going to go off on a weird tangent, you know, and like be a hipster with this guy. Okay, I guess whatever. they but, made um, him a sniper to be proud yeah. because of how old he was. But then also the fact that his son dies, so he turned into a sniper. Like, well, I was a little his son died. Right. No, I know that. I'm just like, and the notches in the stock. It's like, yeah, it's a little that, I mean, really, how, how many fucking guys did that? I'm sure they did, definitely, but it's like, really, it's a very good, like cinematic, cool kind of thing. Yes, exactly, and oh. so that that kind of shit was like, I'm like, ah, come on. But um, anyway, no, like um, 
the good things were th- those winter scenes. So we're going to assume that this is the January 1916 kind of offensive that they launched at that front. And now, so I will comment on this. The German defenses and the like, the big ass like wooden bunkers they had and shit. Mm. Very fucking accurate mm. um, to the uh, Eastern Front in general. Because it was a very mobile front and they didn't have time to pour concrete. They didn't have the labor to do it. They didn't have the materials, of course. And so they would just make these big ass wooden bunkers and these big ass wooden lines with barbed wire and shit like that that, that they could secure. That was really fucking cool. It was very cool. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's not like the Western Front. It's a totally different fucking... Um, um, it's a totally different theater of operations. And it's like, yeah, that was really fucking cool. Whoever did that paid a lot of attention to detail with history, and I do appreciate that. That was awesome. Apparently, there's a book uh, based in 1934. It says, based on the 1934 novel Blizzards of Soul by... Oh god, I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, Alexander Alexander's Grins. Yeah, I don't know. I can't pronounce that fucking shit to save my life. I probably couldn't pronounce yeah. it much better either. Yeah. Sorry, Latvians. We're not. We're not insulting you personally. Zintar drive we're just Americans. Actually, most Latvians that I've met, Estonians, Latvians, Lithuanians, they have a good sense of humor, and they know that like their their language it's, is fucking hard. <laughs> It's really hard. Yeah. You get up to Finland and it's even worse. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. But, um, it was based on a novel from 1934. Yeah. That's what it says on here on the, on the, uh, was that a Latvian author? Uh, I don't know. I can look them up. It just says it. I looked up the, uh, the actual website for the film and it has like a whole like thing about it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to pull it up here. Um, yeah, I was trying to, well, I was trying to do is I was trying to find the, uh, um, the sit like a synapse written by like 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 kind of like a cliff note thing of the story but i can't seem to find anything really yeah um it'd be pretty tough because like, wikipedia uh, you know, barely gives me a year a timeline and i'm trying to find the timeline that we were talking about earlier but i can't seem to find it so so um, one thing that i did notice or a couple things that i noticed in that winter scene is those guys were basically playing the role of sappers you know which are like trying to clear the wire and did you notice the Bangalore torpedo that they put out? Yes. And then he lit it on a ski. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. was on a ski. To and bush so it, yeah. it's like, okay, they've got this barbed wire out there, which is not unrealistic because everybody thinks of the Western front where it's just like tangled. Con- it, there's just so much shit thrown out there. It's been blown up so many times. It's a mess. The Eastern front was very mobile. It was very, you know, yeah, you had trenches, but as you saw in the film, they weren't like established. They were kind of like, uh, temporary trenches where one side, the Germans actually dug in more like they did on the Western front. And that's why they had a hard time doing this. But like, so the Germans also had a supply problem at that point, especially in Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. And they would only have so much barbed wire. So they're like, okay, we're going to cut this. We're going to get through this. And we're going to blow up the main line. And we're going to have like a fucking line through this barbed wire to do the assault the night before. And they also had these like, those shields, those little like I didn't like shields. those. I I thought that was complete and other horseshit. But I don't know. I'm sure they're real. But to me, knowing the dynamics of a fucking maximum, like there's no fu- at least okay. How do I say it? So that's sounding like a complete and other turd. I didn't. Li- they didn't. To me, they look like 
the bottom end of, the, of aluminum chairs that they had jumped dumped out. And I understand mm-hmm. they were probably were real things like that that actually did that. But to me, in that essence, I'm like, no fucking way. It was the props no for you. It's a peace of mind thing. Yeah, man. it's like, yeah, it's like, I, I've seen what a Maxim gun does to metal like that. It fucking punches right through. And no fucking way would that be able to take the impact and not... This this is... Okay, this is very nitpicky, but if you're going to have a fucking thing of metal, show that fucking metal moving, ricocheting, whatever. There's no way it can be dung in and, and deflected like that and just being like the invincible fucking pile of bricks from Jadotville. Like like that right. and I think that might be why it fucking <laughs> yep. irked me so much. It's like okay, week two of fucking immovable fucking objects for a not eight millimeter round from a fucking <laughs> Maxim gun. Come on. Like what the fuck? Like that 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 did irk me. And I was like, okay. Alright, you had me until you put the foot the bottom of an aluminum chair in front of you and blocked bullets. So here, here's okay. the thing is I know why I know why they probably did that in this film is because guys would, would literally do that kind of shit. Oh yeah. For peace of mind. Yeah. Um they they were all uniform though, which is kind of weird. But like yeah. uh, they they might have literally, you know, like back in the day in World War One, like on all fronts, this happened on all fronts with armor, you know this, is like they would just take anything they could possibly get for peace of mind. So that that in real life that could have just been a fucking Maxim shield that they had acquired or I or, thought that's or, what or that had. was originally and then but it's got it had like a little rifle slit on the bottom yeah. of it. it it's yeah, yeah it's 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 but they also could have made those who knows but they would they would actually have troops like assault troops and like sapper troops have these things for peace of mind and they would it's just a lot more weight they have to carry with them but like they would do that but yes the practical effect of the rounds bouncing off of them uh uh-uh. uh Fuck I that. think I think that's what irks me the most. I mean, because like, look, like we watched um, that Italian World War One movie. Oh, uh, many wars, many ago, went, many wars ago. Many and wars. Ago. I think it was yeah. also us three on that, and there was fucking triangle heads. Like, I'm not gonna mock. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say it wasn't real. I'm sure they absolutely had that, but I think it's the representation of that piece of equipment that makes me go, okay, like, <laughs> you know. As a consumer no, no, I, of media, 100%. not not the fact that it existed, not the fact that they used them, I think it's just the way they used them as a plot device. I think is what irks me, and I think that's what that is. Yep. So, and that that, that that's the thing is like they didn't use it right. Yeah, I, I you can yeah. you can use it, you can use it. That's just fine, but like show that they it didn't work. Yeah, if those guys had put it up there and it's like okay, it gets like kicked around and instantly gets like ping, you know, and then the guy gets like wrecked. Well, yeah, the guy yeah. ping into his fucking head and blows over his body. Right, like, yeah. Oh shit! Now I'm exposed and I've got more rounds coming. Yeah, okay, okay. So that I get that. Um, cool touch again, like the like the like the triangle heads on you know many wars ago. However, yeah, dude, if you have that thing like in the snow and a fucking 7.92 by 57 millimeter hits you out of a fucking maxim. It's going to flip over you. It's going to fly. You, do you know what? Do you want to know how I know? Cause I've shot steel targets and they do that shit. If they're not secured mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if it, if it, if it, if it didn't bounce, it's going to go right through and it's going to fragment. And it's still going to hit you. And then you're going to get shards from the shield on in, in your body, not on your body. And I okay. and I know they have it. I know because someone's gonna comment on it. It's angle. I know. I know it was at an angle. Doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. The energy's gotta go somewhere. So even if it doesn't it's mild shatter, steel. it's gotta fucking move. 
So again, I think it's just even if that's fucking half inch AR five hundred, something's gonna give. It's again, I think it's just the representation of how it was perceived in the movie. I think that's what we're harping on. Which is fine. Yeah, not that. that. Not that rounds could actually be stopped. Not that the round they didn't fucking use. But it was the peace of mind. Yeah, wearing a helmet. Wearing a helmet. It's peace of mind. I don't care if someone uses it in a film and uses it, but I want it to have. It doesn't have to go ping and fly across the world. That's not what I mean. I just, I I want more ba- physics. battle physics representa- represented. And, and I agree with you 100%. in an idea like that. If you're going to fucking use it, I think that's correct. What I'm I agree with you 100. Yeah. Now moving forward in that, so they got the Bangalore. They got it set up. The one guy gets shot. We don't know if it's through the shield or whatever. He gets hit. He lights the cigarette or he keeps puffing on it. Lights the fucking fuse miraculously, which. Definitely is plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing goes off, and then these guys actually get up and assault this line. It's a wall, you know? Now, when they get up to the wall, that's where it gets really fucking interesting with the details and their advisor because they get up to the wall and they start sliding down because it's inclined. It's packed snow that they intentionally did so that you can't just climb the wall. You're going to slide down. So what do they start doing? They take their bayonets and their knives and they start fucking carving out like steps. All while being literally cut down by the Maxims, which are... No, well, they're they're out of the uh, arc of the Maxim. Well, yes. No, no, no. The guys before. The wall, that's what I mean. Before. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that whole battle sequence past the shield pass. Other than yeah. the tr- other than maybe the Maxim guy falling out of the tree. I loved it. All of it. All well, of that it. was after this, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah, after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's like. Okay, and the guy like he actually notices like okay because they're doing they're doing this shit they're doing the sweeping right to left left to right with the maxim because they've only got so much traverse in the, in that in that in that fortification right mm-hmm. and so he goes okay I'm gonna give him a move and then I'm gonna start digging out you know after the, after they started slipping I'm gonna start digging out steps basically mm-hmm. really quick casey steps. Uh, with my bayonet, which they would have had affixed, which is also a good touch in the film. And so they do that, then they get over the fucking wall. Dude, even getting now, o- it- even getting over the wall, though, those guys getting shot in the face, point blank. Yeah. Like the guys who actually dig steps and they take one little head pop over and pow. Yep. Like just, I mean, fucking awesome. It was, okay, let me rephrase. It was fucking awesome in the sense of the representation of it, not the fact that the guy yeah. got his brain's yeah. blown out. Let me just uh, clarify that. Yeah. Well, here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. No act, no actors were hurting them. Yeah, 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 this yeah, film yeah. That we know of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we know of legal disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, but that, but that whole the, the accurate yeah. representation of all this stuff happening was really, really cool. And then even like when mm-hmm. he came through, you know, he throws that grenade, and and then the the one gun, which on was his the side, wrong grenade, it was. I I did notice that the the it yes, exploded, and and then the guy flies over, and it does have that kind of like. Poof, like that thing but it takes out that gun where it's just that but you see the guys down the wall are getting nailed real, as well real, like in, hit exactly. that one in, in section real life of guns. that's how it would have gone right that's I, how it would have gone no, yeah but yeah. I'm, saying, I'm saying that one section of wall might have been cleared mm-hmm. of one gun but you see through the whole entire chaos of everything kicking off that those guys down but the they, they wall still keep moving and it's like yeah. fucking yeah okay we're doing this and they get across the wall or they get over the wall rather not across um and then it's just fucking chaos and that's all it shows is like, okay, how do we deal with this? A bunch of Germans surrender. There's, it's just, it's just fucking people running all over. And it's like, but it's also very empty too. 
Yeah, well, I, I well, it's very interesting Which is to good. see that how empty it was, but then you realize why it's so empty. It's because they've all retreated back to the next line of defense, which is in through the woods, which we see. Well, five and minutes the Germans later. really didn't have that many guys there at this time. Like they really didn't. Like they they were stre- they were stretched so thin, but they had the tactics and the 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 weaponry. Let's be honest, to like you know do interlocking fields of fire and all that shit and like set up a good defense and like with, with minimal amount of, you know, manpower. And it shows that very well in this film, I think. And then they get there and they're like, there's like 50 guys here. And there's like 300 of us. Right. But I mean, it shows that hard, that, that, that thing where, you know, you can have that minimal amount of guys taking out that many guys. I mean, I really, really was very impressed by the, by the way they were showing guys getting mowed down during that charge before the wall. Because well, you don't see that, is, you don't see that as clearly defined in most movies. Like if we use all quiet as an example of that, you might see yeah. a zoomed in following of a few guys going down, but you don't get like this cutaway of watching oh, almost ten to fifteen guys going down at once. When also with also that raking, were, with that raking motion going left to right. That's what I mean. Is like they also got that in like the receiving end. They actually showed that where it was guys were dropping left to right, and then right to left, mm-hmm. and it was like. I don't know if you caught that. No, like it, it, there's an order. There was an order to it because that's the way they're going to rake it back to fourth. Yep, and yeah. it's like that was a good touch. Whoever whoever their advisor was or advisors were, that was a really good touch because it's like, yeah, and then that's why he was looking. If you, I don't know if you caught that, like he was looking and he's like, okay, they're going that way. I can fucking go forward now. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up there and like starts sliding. And then he's like, okay, shit, I got to throw this grenade, get it out of commission. Bam, the the RGD thirty three, but nah. Huh? who's who's what did um uh, mike a what did you what did did you um i know when mike and i get going on guns we go back and forth a lot do what what did you what did you think about that whole scene as a whole i mean like we've talked about that kind of little bit but what do you think about of that whole representation of the whole charging wall because i know you know when it's wrong because you you say i don't fucking like that (laughs) you know yeah um which scene okay which one specifically are we talking about here just the the entire winter assault like so from the The, time the bangalore goes off okay to until they get across to like the wood line wet night yeah okay um i mean i i thought it was okay at that point like i was uh i don't know i was a little where you checked out tired (laughs) but uh um yeah uh i thought it was i I thought most of the the combat stuff in this was pretty well done like i liked a lot of it but um i sorry i gotta like that the the part with the the guy in the tree was just fucking with me dude like yeah okay yeah that 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 was a lot that that was okay let's let's address that yeah that was the one time i went huh (laughs) yeah i'm Like, like what the yeah. fuck? Like, um, I mean, yeah, and it's the one of the first things you see in the movie. And already, I'm like, oh, really? We're coming out swinging with this? Like, and uh, the guy, uh, yeah, I mean, like, he's up in a tree, I guess, like a Japanese sniper in World War II. And uh, that's <laughs> kind of what... Are we talking about the the, the, the at-night scene? The yeah, at-night... where the, the guy with the MG0815 falls out of the tree. Okay, okay, we are yep. talking about the scene. Yes. Okay. I w- and... You said the beginning of the film, and I went, there's another one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sorry. Because sorry. Uh, the beginning of the film for me is the marshes and the whole kind of non-winter scene. So the middle is for me is the winter stuff. So um, yeah, that Maxim falling out of a fucking tree. Um, one, 
I was not ready for a machine. I saw the machine gun rounds and he reacts to it. And you're like, oh, is it like, you know, another pillbox up the way on a, on a, on like a yeah. little elevated hill? No, it's a fucking Japanese sniper with a fucking. Right. That's what I immediately 25 pound maxim in a tree. Could you get a maxim in the tree and use 25? it? 25? It's probably more than that, right? Oh, wait, 15? Yeah. Without a bipod? It's like 60 pounds. Without a bipod? Yeah, it's like 60 pounds. Check. It's Hold a on. big I, fucker. And, uh, I've, yeah. I've held one. They're fucking... So, so have I, but I, I thought they were like 25 pounds without the but, bipod. Uh, but yeah, and like, okay, it takes it would take you like probably an hour to get that thing up into a tree if you're going to take the no, time it, to do it. It wouldn't because you, you, could, you, could have your, you could have your guys like just put it on a rope and like put it up there. It's not, like Nate said, it's not impossible. It's a, a waste of a fucking heavy weapon that you have. Yeah, why would you put a one-man guy in a tree? Uh, you know, retarded. Yeah. Because also, I want to just touch on this really quick. Because, Nate, you haven't picked this up. Tracers were not an infantry thing in World War I. Oh, the, the, the mass is uh, 58 pounds, just a gun body. With nine pounds yeah, of water, so it's almost sixty pounds worth of weight. That's okay. what I said. I, I've right. held them. Okay, they're okay. Fucking, I didn't know it was that they're much. Insanely heavy. Uh, they're insanely heavy. What? What did you say? So tracers don't no go. I tracers th- I were so. not used by the infantry in, in World War One. They were used by anti-aircraft crews and anti-balloon crews. Uh, sometimes in airplanes. Sometimes I was whatever. worried about that. Okay. Yeah. So the tracers in this film are completely fucking inaccurate. Visual representation to make people understand. What's, what's going, going on. on yeah, yeah. Uh, yes exactly and it's it's to relate to world war ii films and i'll say this and then mike you go um the reason they didn't use them in world war one is because they were like well we're in static positions for the most part right we're not mobile we can't just pick up a move and so if we have tracers that's just going to show exactly where we are and they're just going to assault that position <laughs> That's so funny. Which is correct. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm it's correct. I'm just picture. I, I'm I'm really thinking about the situation right now. Hey guys, let me take this weapon cruiser weapon up a tree that I can only fit up here, <laughs> and it's sixty five pounds worth of fucking weight. Okay, what happens and when the the army comes running in and they're all surrounding you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes okay. I'm a little more angry than I thought I was. Just thinking about it rationally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so you're angry now the no, way that's I was a little, when I'm like, that's a little, I'm like, that's a little. Well, and then he lands, he lands with his fucking finger on the trigger. It's like, how fucking stupid is that? Yeah, it's it's an action movie type thing. He's like spiraling down. You can see the muzzle flashes. <laughs> yeah, and he's still going. And it's like, I mean, that, that thing would, I would guess that thing would probably have malfunctioned at this point rather than just. The thing would probably still be up in the fucking tree is what it would have been. Uh, and or the belt would have just simply kinked and then stopped working like it normally does. Well, no, they had cans. They had, well, they had cans, but like, yeah, probably. There's but like, no way a fucking can they, could run that long. <laughs> no, well, well, there you go. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's when you, it's like, when he, when he runs up to him, if you look, the, uh, the ammo belt isn't moving at all. It's not going into the gun or anything. It's just, it's just fucking. That was a really stupid scene. It's action hero, like. But that part, I was yes. just like, really, and um, yeah. But that's another thing, though, that like I've seen in a lot of like real lowbrow war movies. Like the guys, like, where's that coming from? Oh, and then they shoot up in the tree. Then you see a dummy fall down. Like I've seen that in a lot of stuff. I mean, I remember I saw it in The Revenant. I saw it in. Uh, it was in some short I saw on YouTube one time. It's uh. Oh, that's right. It did happen in the Revenant. It's at the beginning of the Revenant. Yeah, it's with the Indian like, ambush. And why the would you do yeah. that? Like, you have no place to go. <laughs> it's, 
it was a cool cinematography shot, but yeah, 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 yeah. I agree and uh, and in this movie, like I, I don't know if you noticed, but like two dummies actually fall out of a tree when uh, when the guy falls down shooting the. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, two well, dummies. Maybe that fall. maybe that was your crew serve weaponry to to vouch for that. <laughs> yep. And they just want and, to drop the fucking prop and, and because a, they're expensive. In a fucking treehouse, you know? Like, that's... Like, right. <laughs> it's not shooting blanks either when he runs up. It's, when he runs up, it's digital muzzle flashes okay. from After oh, Effects. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. But, I mean, like... I'm I'm going to leave that pause in there. It re- it's such a head-scratcher. Like, yeah. I don't know where the fuck this comes from. It's wannabe Hollywood shit. Is what it is. Yeah, it's but the but Hollywood yeah, shit. yeah, but the Chinese and the and the Russians are the only ones really kind of guilty of that through their media making. And I mean, I mean, if one or two things from Latvia does that, okay, fine. Like, here's the thing <laughs> that that whole assault, that whole assault, fucking was awesome. Mm. But then you fucking like yeah. leave, then you fucking haymaker me with this fucking maxim in a tree. You know, like I, you know, I saw that. I just, I literally, I literally out, out loud. I said, what the fuck? I, yeah. I went, I think I literally went, huh? <laughs> I was, cause, cause by the time for me to digest it, it already moved on. I was like, just it, like, oh, know. we're, we're going to go there. Okay. Well, like they had, they had the bunker. They had a really good looking bunker mm-hmm. cut. They cut to like a really good yep. looking bunker on the corner. And I thought that I was like, why didn't you just go with that? But I, I get it. I, I get it. I get it as a Hollywood standpoint. I hate it for what it is. That that moment, I mean, um, which sucks because before all that, there's really good representation of tiny trees make no cover, use dirt. Yep. They're getting yep. fucked with no organization. They're getting reamed, and there is a little bit of like a "come on Latvians, let's go for Latvia" moment in that moment as well, which is a little a little that's that's that cliche annoyingness, but yeah. Well, and so when you were saying stay in the dirt, when you're saying stay in the dirt, yes. And I was like, when they got out of the trench in that first kind of assault, what you're talking about, like when they're going through the marsh, mm-hmm. when they got, I'm like, why the fuck would you be getting out of the trench? Like you're you're not that stupid. And then they they brought the fog. Yeah. They're like, we have to use this and we can use this to actually make an assault because there's fog and they're just going to be shooting blindly at anything that moves, but like they don't see us. And I'm like, actually on the Eastern front specifically, that's what they would have done. Yeah. Use the fog, use the natural environment to your advantage. And so that, that was, here's the thing is they got, and so I say it initially, like I'm, I'm on, I'm, 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 I am on board with Michael is like, It's mixed emotions because it's like they got so much shit so good. They got so much shit right that they did research on and like they portrayed very well. And then like the the other 50% of the film was just like, why? Yeah. Why why the fuck would you do that? I think it's I think it's more like moments. Why? Right, yeah. And um there uh one scene that I did, and again, I'm I don't know if you know this is again accurate or what one scene that I did think was pretty neat. It wasn't necessarily horrifying or anything like that, but the part where they're being gassed and uh, they're having to like help each other, like to get yeah. yeah. Okay, no, that that's so. Um, that most likely would have been in chlorine if it was late nineteen fifteen to early sixteen. Yeah, it's that yellow. Cloud. That would most likely have been chlorine, but also I do respect them for not just putting like multiple gas attacks in here. right because on the eastern front especially. Um, I'm going to start pickling and I can close the jar. Um, she said. 
Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say that. Thank you. <laughs> I was just gonna say all you guys, all you guys making jokes, but who gives a fuck? These are delicious. Put that pickle in your mouth, bitch. Very hot, but they're delicious. And um, Trader Joe's. Um, I'm gonna plug them. I'm not an affiliate or anything. I'm not getting anything. <laughs> Brought to you by Trader Joe's. Trader pickles. Joe's spicy kosher dill pickles from Bulgaria. Mm. Delicious. Mm. On that front, on the eastern front, um, it would have been released in giant bottles that had these big spouts that came out of the uh, defensive trenches. And they'd be like, okay, the wind is right. And it was used as an offensive weapon. It's not a defensive weapon at all. So that's, that's another fallacy, which I'm glad they didn't do in this film. So they were on the offensive, right? The Russians were on the offensive. And all of a sudden they said gas. And it also wasn't the super thick shit that like they also portray. Right. And so it would have been most likely chlorine, which is, yeah, it had that yellow look to it. Well, it was green. Okay, Corn's green. green. Yeah. Yep. And um, when it's concentrated, like in a gas form, but it also settles to the ground very quick. But in this film, I actually think they did a they did a really good job at portraying that. The masks. Uh, I'm not an expert on those. I don't think they looked good based on the original Russian gas mask I've seen. But they also said, you know, hey wet a cloth and put it over your yeah, face. Yeah, they show that's yes. what I say. I like how they showed like a combination of that where they're doing it. and they're like he does it to a horse too, you know, which is interesting, yep. you know. They do it to ho- they do it to all their um animals and whatever and I thought that was a very touching moment. It kind of sucks that it's then overshadowed by the death of the father. Right. In that cadence cuz again, what you said, Mike, you know, all the deaths are kind of like fleeting in that they're, sense. Yeah, like they're very no... matter of fact. They're not like yeah. super dramatic or anything. Yeah. Um, which is good in my yeah, opinion. But like, no, 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 that's so not that's that, not a negative thing. I, I just no, no, know, no yeah. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, with the gas attack, it's like, yeah, some guys that got caught off guard, they couldn't react because they're like holding their throats. Chlorine is toxic as fuck. It's t- terrible. It just burns everything when you breathe it in. It burns your your lungs. And then you show the guys that are bringing them back, but it wasn't like this over dramatic depiction that i've seen in a lot of other films no it was very like procedural you know but it's one of the more well portrayed um uses of gas that i've seen in a film because the guys that had masks on were like okay we'll just get you over here and whatever there were some little flaws of like you know again chlorine hits your eyes it's gonna fucking it's not gonna be good whatever some of them had um, uh, shit wrapped around their eyes i noticed that Exactly. And so it's like, take him back, get him the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. It'll dissipate very soon because they just happened to get lucky. The wind was right and they just got really lucky. And so I actually appreciated that portrayal of that. Whoever, again, whoever their advisors were, they, they know their shit. If they were listened to or not, that's a different thing, but like, that's how it goes with filmmaking. But like, yeah, that, <clears throat> you know, out of, you know, most of the gas attacks I've seen on World War One films, like that was probably one of the most realistic. Yeah. From records. What I well, I said what I liked about it was that if they didn't try to make it like this horrifying thing, I understand it is a bad thing, but they do it in a way to where it's like it's very procedural. Everyone's just like, Okay, take care of them and such yep. like that. We'll we'll get through it. It's not like this horrible, like, you know, moment where it's it's uh like evil dead or something like that where you see like zombie people like walking around or something like that yeah exactly which you is know, what i've seen in other things when it comes to you know mustard gas and all that <clears throat> well mustard gas is fucked up and it wouldn't have been used at this point at all 
Um, and so that's that's another reason I appreciate that. And then yeah, chlorine was green. Um, and so they got that, but they also made it very vague, like kind of like it was very thin. Yeah. So yeah, again, again, it was um, because also a huge risk because the uh, whoever was releasing the gas, the wind shifts, which it can at any moment. It comes right back on you. And so it just happened to get to them when they were on the offensive, slowed them down, and then they recovered and whatever. So, yeah. Also, yeah. So that, that's the, a good point. Um, yeah. It was. The, really... I was doing some some looking up because I know we had talked about it earlier, but the uh, um the the budget for this was a million uh, uh, Latvia currency, which is LVL, which is so this film's at a million level. Um, but the, uh, the, the, the ratio conversion, uh, cause I think Lafayette runs on euros is, um, a million. It's pretty much one for one basically. And so I, I'm very impressed. They did this for a million. Yeah. From what I can understand here. Holy fuck. Now, the only thing is different. The thing I'm having trouble with is that, uh, we had talked about before when we, before we opened up was, um, uh, we, uh, I've been having trouble finding what the movie made because unfortunately, even though it did really well in uh, film festivals in 2019, COVID hit and all of, you know, the movie consuming market was upended with traditional, you know, movie theater stuff. So it only says room, the numbers say only made $8,000. Maybe that is true in fucking, you know, the first year because no one was consuming it in the movie theater in 2020. But yeah, but the, but know. but I mean, this movie is everywhere now. You can find it on Tubi, YouTube, everything. So I'm I'm assuming it's made its money back easily. Well, even even if it only made eight thousand, like yeah, it's if they made this, they made this whole thing for a million bucks. I will double check, but from what I can number, what I what I can see here of what it tells me, um, uh, that the that it was made for. Let me just pull up the exact page I found that on. Um, and then we should talk about the uh, the ending, kind of like the uh, Latvian, yeah, you know, revolution or you know the. Okay, it's estimated that. to be, it's estimated to have cost <clears throat> one million of LVLs, which is yeah, about a million euros. About a million euros, and the you know one for one conversion is a little you know US dollars is a little bit there'd be a little bit more, but let's say like one point one million or whatever. But still, we'll just say a million yeah. because like. Even that, like from what they actually produce, that's really fucking impressive. The effects that I see, although they might be, you know, somewhat ridiculous, like the maximum, they're still good effects. Mm-hmm. Like, like, well, yeah, I've seen bad. I've seen bad effects. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, let's talk about that because what I noticed the good effects were the actually the artillery, the hits. Mm-hmm. I know they're gra- they're ground charges, and the only thing that committed better was a little bit of black smoke. A little bit more. Yeah. A little bit more black powder. Yeah. But they actually didn't overdo it with the fireballs. Yeah, there was no Michael really There was good. no Michael Bay in this. Exactly. Yeah. And so they did that really well. Now, the gunplay was fucking awful. <laughs> there was a... There, I mean, there, when I was watching this, I uh, there's a lot of, you know, this kind of uh, the, uh, the the ready position. I just said, you know what? That's that's the least egregious. I know, but offense. like at this point, I'm like, I see this <laughs> yeah, in every yep. fucking movie. It's just like you know, I I just I'm just used to it at this point. It's not Same. even something worth complaining about, especially in Europe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just gonna, the, you're gonna the, get that. Mm-hmm. Honest to God, I'm just trying to think. Like, 
most of the shots that I saw them take out of like either G98s or uh, M91s, they weren't even shooting blanks for fuck's sake. They were just dry firing, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. that's what it looked like. Just to, just to, just to harken back, um, the release date was July 24th, 2020 in the United Kingdom. Yeah, it only made 8750 bucks. I'm having in the UK, in the UK, which is the only place it's 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 the only other place other than Latvia it opened up with. And Latvia, we don't have the figures for that. So it made almost eight thousand dollars during height of COVID twenty twenty. So, okay. Again, I, I keep saying like I do have the things that kind of hit out left field and the little tropes, but I was very well impressed with. Again, I think the middle, the middle part of the film, and even the beginning part of the film to a bit, even though it lulled. Um, but I guess to talk about that, we should we should launch into the end. Which is yeah. the big red scare, which is where I kind of was petering off in interest. I just it it didn't it didn't make any continuity sense because it's like, okay, <clears throat> just give us a fucking excuse me, give us a caption that says, okay, this army was sent to Moscow, which they show them in front of um Saint uh the Cathedral of Moscow. Why am Kremlin. I this out? No, no, it was not the Kremlin. It's uh Saint uh, uh, Saint Petersburg. See, well, no, hold on. It's. I thought that was the Kremlin. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm American. I don't know this shit. No, no, no. Not St. Pe- uh, I do, and I'm just having a huge St. Basil's Cathedral. Oh, okay. Right? So that fucking huge-ass cathedral that's very wide, widely known, and he says we got wounded, and it's just like we just jump like, over a year and a half? Where, where are we at here? Like, yeah, there was a massive time, time leap. And again, it makes me think it, it makes me want to address that, you know, Latvians regret, I guess, the communism like that. That's what that's what how I felt with the whole display of well, it again. Yes, yeah. that's exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like it's like the Germans saying, oh, we we accepted fascism. We bad like. I understand. And I understand Latvia's probably feels the same guilt with with the red communism scare. This is before all the, you know, current political uh, stuff going on. So yeah, it's like, agree, but like, it's even more. No, no I'm just yeah. saying like, a lo- no, I know, lo- especially yeah. a lot of a lot of countries, which I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If Latvia has the if Latvia has the, the euro, they're in NATO, right? Not NATO. They're in the EU. In the EU. OK. Yep. I can't remember. I, I don't know if. Well, we've got. I think they are. Google. I think they are because Lithuania, Latvia, all those guys are in NATO since like the nineties, I think. Anyway, I'll, I'll you look into that. I'll, I'll jump into that. They are they're, okay. they're, they're in NATO. Okay, yes. yeah. So, I but it was yeah. it was more uh, the EU is what uses um, the the euro. The yeah, euro, and yeah. Not, but I, I not NATO, right? But I was so. I was pretty damn sure that's like one of the reasons why everything's happening. Anyway, um. No, I mean, I to me, I it, it made me feel like you know communism's bad, okay, and uh, <laughs> but I but I you know that that's kind of how it made me feel. Um, mm-hmm. Whether that is the you know message they were trying to do, I don't know, but that's what it makes I guarantee me feel. It was yeah, because then because then it's like okay, then we're gonna go fight, we're gonna go fight the Reds with defense of Estonia against the Germans. You know, it's just like. No, against the Russians. Was it against the Russians? Oh wait, no, no, the very the end, film. the very end. Yeah, what year was? Well, I thought you were talking about their mess. Okay, so, so what? So no. what year was that? Because that's the other thing. It's like the Germans 
look like they're all wearing Stammhelms, and it's just like I thought that was I 1918, know, right? Was that like the very end of the war, or what was that? Because like well, that's where the, it all got very confusing for it's me. It's the Latvian War of Independence, right? They said in that book, late eight, whoever the fuck was writing it, I'm pretty sure it was um, Artur's, that wrote in there 1919. Which is the Bolshevik Revolution and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, well, no, Bolshevik Revolution was in 17. Two of them. Both of them. And so... This is where my timelines is, is time yeah. are all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know about Latvia's actual, like, when they did their thing. I actually don't know. Again, sorry, Latvian people that are listening or... Lithuanian, Estonian, Baltic states. Sorry, I don't know your history totally well. I just know you exist, and I, I can point you out on the map. <laughs> so they said 1919. Why the fuck would the Germans be there in 1919? They were at home trying to recover from a fucking blow to their entire country. Mm. Maybe that was a typo. The Fry Corps. Well, the Fry Corps didn't come out until like the early 20s to defeat the communists. Blah blah. blah. So it's like. Why would there be Germans with armored cars there unless it was like 1917? So are we going back in time? But no, it's the Lithuanian, or I'm sorry, the uh, the Latvian uh, like revolution or, you know, getting the Germans outside. It did not make sense to me. As an American, it did not make sense the way it was portrayed because there were no captions, not subtitles. There were subtitles. There were no captions. There was no explanation for what was going on. They just said, we got a bunch of kids that are wearing black being led by guys that were in the Imperial Russian army and they're fighting Germans. It's like, okay. And then it's over. And then, you know, Marta and him get married and that's fine. I just, the ending was very fucking weak in my opinion, as far as explaining things. That yeah. Happened. Um, and my, that to me, it was like, okay, the movie should have already been over at this point. That once it got Correct. to that, I'm like, oh, why is this? And there's a number of movies like that where it's like, okay, the movie should have ended 25 minutes ago. Why is this still? Going? I'm trying to find. Okay, I can't seem to find a website that tells me the stories, timelines, and stuff like that. So I'm just gonna quickly do some Estonia, uh, Lithuania, or Lat. Fuck Latvia. One of those. God, sorry. Lithuania Latvia. is right above. Is right above. Yeah, Latvia. Or no, right history. below. Yeah, right below. Yeah. I'm gonna pull up a map here. It's like basically saying Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. You guys are all getting fucked <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are all getting fucked up. It's Estonia, like, just Belarus is right down there. Yeah, Let's see if I can find something here in Wikipedia for Latvia history for me to understand what the fuck is going on. Okay. Uh there's a bunch of Latvians that are gonna be listening to this going. Jesus Christ, why didn't you fucking tell me? I would have told you. Oh, uh, they're Irish? I didn't know that. Fuck you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> I heard what you were going for. Um, I watched uh, the movie Blown Away the other day, which has Tommy Lee Jones with an Irish accent in it. And Oh, God. Oh, it's terrible. And there are many parts where he sounds Russian rather than Irish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Harrison Ford and fucking K-19. Oh yeah, where he's supposed to be Russian. Yeah, I like yeah. I like that movie, but yeah, it's just brutal. Um, so there's the February Revolution and the Bolshevik Revolution, the Soviet Westward, of, the Soviet Westward Offensive, and then the Russian Civil War. Let's look up the Soviet Westward Offensive. Was it after October 17th? The Soviet Westward Offensive of 
1918 and 1919 was a campaign by Soviet Russia in areas abandoned by the Oberost garrisons that were being withdrawn to Germany following the country's defeat in World War One. The initial success offensive against the Republic of Estonia ignited the Estonian War of Independence, which ended up with the Soviet recognition of Estonia. The war against republics of Latvia and Lithuania were more successful for the Soviets and resulted in the Latvian Soviet or sorry, the Latvian fuck the Latvian Socialist Soviet Republic and Lithuanian Soviet Socialist Republics being established. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So blah, blah. from the timeline in the film, if I'm hearing this correctly, they should have been fighting the Germans wearing Stahlhelma. They should have been fighting the fucking Red Army at that point. Right? You'd think. No, well, well, no. It says the part of a campaign by the Soviet Russia into areas abandoned by the Germans who were withdrawing. So maybe they were fighting the Germans and withdrawing as they were withdrawing. That's the only thing I can okay. think. So it's it's that so I think that is correct. I just think it's But why do you why do you type or why do you not type? Jesus Christ, I'm so fucking Stop being your pickles. They're they're out. I actually ate the whole fucking jar. There's just garlic and cheese. Oh, holy shit, dude. Um, so yeah, so that's what so, I was able to like, find. Why with did that. he write in his book uh, nineteen? I think it's a typo. Is that a fuck? I think yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a mess up. I think that uh, I I I don't know. We're gonna have to like. I it might require me to like watch this fucking movie twice. Um, well, why don't you just why don't you just pull this bitch up and like go to that scene where it's like right after. Yeah, I, yeah, I have that. Why don't you just do that? Pull here. up just the notebook, the notebook, like with what he wrote in nineteen nineteen on the envelope. Yeah, on the envelope. Yeah, that would be like nineteen 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 twenty, like when he starts fighting with the kids. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. They they like, they messed up their own history. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's what it is. I think because because here's the thing: it says Estonian direction. It says uh, the Estonian army stopped the Seventh Red Army advance along the entire front of two five January nineteen nineteen. Two days later, Estonian forces being the counteroffensive to completely expel the Soviet forces from Estonia. A Finnish volunteer Marine Brigade landed in the near of the Sixth Red Division. Blah 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 Fuck. I don't know. It just will require someone like Brian. No, it's like but again, like they fucked it up then because it's not clear. Well I how about this? They're they are assuming that we know Latvian history and we fucking do not know Latvian history, therefore it's hard. And that's the thing is, I would not assume that anybody knows American history, even though a lot of people do. I would never assume that. We yeah, we run into problems like this when we do these kinds of films because we are the the viewer, I guess, is supposed to know X amount amount of history yeah. to get the context that they don't have time or didn't want to fill in. So this is, I think, right. where we where we're suffering from this is we don't know what the fuck the timeline should be. To we want to know. That's the thing. Is like we yeah. want to. We actually do give a shit about it. Well, it's confused. It's, a, it's confusing in the way it's yeah. dished out in this way. So just for us, um, I don't think it will affect my score. But it's just it's frustrating when you see. No, it, yeah, it's we got a score, but like it's it's um it's it's just again if you're Latvian and you're a filmmaker and you're listening to this by fucking whatever how happenstance that goes on, um, please just expect that. Nobody knows about Latvian history, even though we want to know if it's a fucking interesting film like this is. 
We would like to know. Just give more context. I'm just going to have to, like, spend an extra hour figuring that out myself, which is fine. It's just I wasn't prepared for it for the podcast. I know. know, (laughs) Yeah, I know macro level. I know that that shit did happen in Baltic states, eastern states, uh, the Polish Revolution 1921 to whenever the fuck that technically ended. Polish people will argue with me on that. But, like, you know, so it's like a lot of eastern Europe. A lot of these former Austro-Hungarian states, these Baltic states, Russian states, they were in kind of chaos after the First World War. And I get that. And I'd like to know about Latvia's shit in context. Like, just fucking, you know. So, yeah. Because I, anyway, I, um, I just had to guess what everything was with seeing an Estonian yeah, guy with the eye guessing. patch and, and seeing the uniform yeah. and all the badges and the pins. And then seeing Latvia, you know, him having Latvia stuff at age 21. Well, here's the thing. When did all that start? 17, 18 for him. And he was 21. So that metal stuff didn't happen until what? Probably 20 or 20, 21. 20, 21. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, but uh, anyway, yeah, we can move on to IMFDB because I haven't talked about the weapons, which I actually was very impressed with, except for a couple little things we'll, we'll talk about. I just want to see if they did what I think they did. And if they did that, it's very impressive. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I just want to see what IMFDB has to say. Do, 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 do. A lot, quite a bit, we'll see. The A295, absolutely. I did see those in there. That was cool. Yep, absolutely accurate, hundred percent. I didn't see any big like grips too, which is actually even more accurate. So good stuff. And also, it was the round sights. It wasn't the uh, yeah, really, so. yeah, not up oh, right there. Yep. Oh shit! Well, <laughs> I I can I can definitely forgive that. I'm right there oh, too. Fuck! I can't I forgive it now. Yeah. That, Movie's that ruined. One, it's fine. That one has the the circle one. Yep, yeah. it's fine. Like it's that one does too. So, so I can definitely forgive something that small. But yeah, definitely accurate. Okay, so the dragoon. That's what I was asking. Okay, so despite the fact that last year, yeah, because the dragoon rifle didn't come up until the twenties. Oh really? It's yeah. No, I think it was. Um, I could be wrong on that. So, but like, hold on. So these were Latvian reference film. It is still more accurate choice than the ninety-one thirty and the Finnish thirty-nine rifles seen in the first trailer. Interesting. Hmm. See how the dragoon rifle? Yeah, because that's got a shorter. Yeah, I thought that's what that fuck that was with the different sight. Yeah, because it had the and also it's got the fucking post-war, post-World War Two Soviet shellac on there. Mm. Yeah. Well, but you know, and so that's why I was but like, you know, they have like, them in the, the crates there, so it's just easy to grab it. Well, no, let's talk about that. Yeah. That's also a round receiver. You see that? Yeah. Uh, is it? Yeah, it is. Yep, you're right. Yep, right there. It is. Yeah. What, uh, so let's just. What rifle would, ahead, sorry, what rifle would they have? What is the prop? The M91. Okay. The three line rifle is what it's called. But like, with, yeah, it's with the, the, hex they had the rece- With the hex receiver, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, So. This might take a little bit. The rest of them shouldn't take that long. But like, okay, so that is a, I think that's a hex. Just keep going. Yeah, that's a hex. See that? There's the flat. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, it's it's very small. It's a hex there too. Yep, there's a hex. Which these didn't seem to have shellac on them. Am I wrong or am I right? No, you're you're correct. And yeah, these had the correct bands Mm -hmm. and they didn't have the cleaning rods because they're very expensive to buy and hard to find. They're like a hundred bucks a piece. 
which is fine. Like they, some guys would have lost them. <clears throat> and yeah, also like uh, in World War One, they would have actually carried their bayonets on their rifles like that. There was really never, except a few very weird circumstances, a sheath issued for the M91 bayonet or M91. Yeah, so it was yeah. basically supposed to always be on the rifle. <clears throat> Correct. And except for if you were like motorized troops or whatever, and then some guys would use them like that. They'd just throw them on backwards when they were like off the line. Yep. And so, cause it, they didn't have any way to carry them. So, yeah, looks like, it looks like, it looks like you can see remnants of shellac being removed though. See that? No, that's probably a finish M91 to be honest. Well, it's a round receiver. Look at that. Yeah. That's a round receiver. So, they, okay. So what I, what I was saying that I think they did is I think they converted a lot of these 91 thirties and they just put parts on. Because it's got the correct brass fucking, or it, uh, or it's or dude, it's eighty years of conversions of of all the all the states doing it over well, the years of just upgrading all no, this stuff. Well, they, no, well, no, they they went to they went to like they went to put ninety ones in crates. Generally speaking, like with the, those old sites and the barley corn front sites. So what I'm thinking is, this is probably a Finnish Mosin that was made on a round receiver in like nineteen forty one or forty two, but they just kind of doctored up to look. Cause like Tika and um, well the I think Tika sorry go ahead no no it's fine well I was I was gonna say that correct me if I'm wrong but they would have com- the Finns would have converted I, I'm trying to remember because I th- I know they made have these old style sites on them they converted all the old style sites with um capturing them ninety one thirties but I can't remember if that was just because they were old Imperial that they converted, because I, I, I haven't seen to my recollection, a 9130 in world war two was converted by the Finns that would have the older stepped model sites to it. All right. You're correct. And so, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. So they doctored these up with parts, either that or. Well, there's no, other, there's no other explanation. Well... There really isn't. Because they put the they put the ninety one sight ladder. But on see, I'm, I'm 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 this is when Brian would be great because he knows this shit off the back of his hand. It's I can't remember if the hexes, I can't remember if the round receivers on the mo on the ninety one thirties were ever like if they mosh posh barrels and sights together. If the fins ever did that or the Balkans or whatever or the or whatever. No, like, because you know they would they would um it, the the the, the uh, fins I have a fucking. Or if the Ukrainians, you know, slap stuff together and upgraded so, okay. receivers. Like, I can't remember. No. So here's a uh, Finn Capture 9130, right? Right. And so, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it actually still has the marks, right? So this is a 1940 um, Deschaps, right? Right, yeah. All they did was they threw the SA stamp on there. They had the original rear sight, the 9130 rear sight. And they would throw these uh, sling hangers on here. To use the finished slings. Right, yeah. That's about it. Um, is that a hex? They, I can't see. No, it's around. It's in 1940. Because, like, 38, they started... Okay, so... Well, so that... So that, okay, yeah. so that does at least answer my... Okay, so that... Okay. So... Okay, so they did have round receivers with the old-style sight set. There's a... What are we... Okay. No, no, this is this is not an old-style sight. This is a 9130 sight. Because 1930... So oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't see that. Sorry, I didn't see the ninety-one thirty. I thought it had steps. Sorry. The image of the one below is a hex. The one, yeah, that's a ninety-one rear sight as well. No, no. Scroll down to the next photo. That one right there. 
Yeah, that's 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 an, that's an M thirty nine. No, it's not. Yeah, it's it is. No, site. no. Look, no, dude. Those squeeze. It's the squeeze on the side. Don't make me pull my M thirty. I got mine right behind me, dude. I can oh, go dick get measuring. it. I, love I can it. fucking tell you that's the squeezing bits for the thirty nine. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Go. I'm right. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> He's, he's just, probably right. Oh, he's fucked. He's probably right. <laughs> All right. I'm just, I'm just gonna make it a lot. I'm gonna make it a lot fucking easier. Okay. Everybody. Okay. Here's my M91. Okay. 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 Yeah. That's what the rear sight looks like. Okay. Okay. Shut up. Okay. Yeah. There is squeezy. Right. Okay. Shit okay. 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 You're right. All right. You're all right. That, no, no, it's fine. It was it's worth fine. it. I liked I'm, hearing the ah shit in the background, so that was fine. It worked. Yeah. Oh Jesus! I just about like I took this one out and like it was holding another gun from sliding off my fucking mouth. <laughs> just all of a sudden, hear the crash um, of fucking metal. Right. Oh yeah. Jesus! Yeah, I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've heard it too many times, but no, that's an M ninety one rear sight. Um, no, you're right. But here's the thing: is Finland actually um, Tika and I think one other factory. I just can't name it right now. Tika made M91s out of recycled Russian receivers until like 1943. Yeah, the Imperial ones. But they also used 9130 receivers that they would find that like the barrels were trash on whatever and all that stuff. And they actually made their own, I think, for a bit. And so they, because here's the thing is, you know, Latvia is pretty close to Finland and they get a relationship with them. So they, what I, what I said they, I thought they did is I think they did this. So they took a bunch of, um 9130s and they just they took the uh front sight off put a barley corn on there and then put the 91 rear sight on you can see the difference in the metal shade that or that or they could just be real russian imperial mosins then couldn't they but they're not, that's a dragoon right there right in this picture right here mm-hmm. that you're showing mm-hmm. it's dragoon slash 9130 length is um, that is, and, okay so that's because of the length I don't. I don't have a dragoon, yeah. so I have. I have. Well, the I don't Russian either. But Imperial, I have an dragoon. I have the yeah. Russian Imperial, the Finn Imperial conversion, and then I have an M nine. I have an M twenty eight and an M thirty nine. Okay, so, so <clears throat> I'll just show you this. And on a ninety one thirty from World War Two, and like a whatever. So this is. Well, I can't. I can see. Oh, it. I see what you mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. This is my M. This one's my M ninety one. Yeah. This is my ninety one thirty. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck with the webcam. Yeah, right yeah, yeah no, no, no. I can, no, I can see it. I can see the height difference. But there's a substantial difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about two and a half, three inches of barrel length. Is is the right? is the dragoon then smaller than both of them? Yes. Okay. Okay. It's a little bit a little bit shorter than the ninety one. Is it so like about... an M thirty eight or no? No, no, it's not that. No, it's a nine. So okay, you have a ninety one thirty. Take about this much off of the barrel. So where the rear sight is, or I'm sorry, the front sight is. Uh-huh. That's about where the muzzle would be. Okay. And the stock would be down a little bit further. But that's about it. Okay. Okay. And it also has I didn't a even I didn't even it, know which, I didn't even know there was a fucking dragoon rifle for all that shit. So Yeah, they they made them for a while and then it was like, okay, then they came up with the ninety one thirty and they're like, okay. They updated most of the dragoons to the ninety one thirty. They rebailed them and shit. Okay. And they you know, because they put the new sight on them and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean Okay. That's the thing, is like, yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like I think what they did is they took a bunch of uh, 9130s. Please don't fall. <laughs> um, they, they took a bunch of 9130s and like 
kind of retrofitted them to be M91s, but that's an M91 because you can tell with the stock and the bands and all that shit. Right, yeah. Anyway, and so, yeah, because that's an M91 rear sight. And the Dragoon rear sight was a little bit more choppy, but that's an M91 rear sight. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, continue to go down. So that's it. And then that's that rear sight for that one, whether it's the same that's one. That's an M91 rear sight, yeah. yeah. It's at a weird angle. That is a... Imperial. You, uh, that looks like an. Make, imp- make it bigger. That looks like an. Imper- you make it bigger. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm just saying it looks like an imperial to me. Yeah, it's a 91 site. Yep. Yeah. Could be a dragoon site, but like it, it looks like an M91 site. They're, they're fairly. If you can't get a good picture, they're fairly hard to tell apart. But yeah. All right, MA 891 infantry. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's what I have sitting next to me. Yeah, it's what they would have been issued with the bayonet. Mainly with the reds, but it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah G98. Yep. Gavir 98. Yep. Got the butcher blade. He's got the. No, that's that's not the correct fucking uh, hook on there. That's weird. Maybe it's just the angle. I think yeah, it's the, the angle. The, the handle's yeah. correct. Yeah. The handle's correct. Yep. Ugh. Just, I just thinking also, about getting it, it, slashed by that big fucking German bayonet. I'm like, no. Yeah, little note, too, <clears throat> at this point, because it'd be like late 1915, early 16, the Krauts would have had their uh, most likely in a line infantry unit, they would have had A, green um, regimental numbers on their um, Helmpitzug, which is like their helmet cover, and they would have had the spike off. I was going to ask if the Pickahaba yeah. and the and the fucking uniforms were correct for the for that year. I know you said you don't know the Eastern Front as well as you know the Western Front, but I I just know in the timeline most of them probably would have been changing around the same time period. So Yep. Yeah, they would have and also a big thing is you see his his Schulterklappen, like the shoulder boards. Yeah. How they had the white piping. Yeah. That was like late 1915 on for infantry. At this point it would have been a red. Hmm. Okay. And so that, and they had that on all the German infantrymen is like the white piping, right? Very later, uh, like mid to late war, not accurate. Did you did you see this scene in your version, Mike? No, uh, yeah. I this the uh, no, I didn't see this because I saw the I, I, I saw the, the I saw this the the um the other people come up and talk to her, but not the these guys. Well, these guys were taking her away. Huh. They took her down to, like, the river? Because it says a deleted scene. It wasn't and... in the one I watched. Okay. I saw that. Yeah. So I was just curious. Okay. So, yeah. There are different cuts yeah. of this film in, in terms of different stuff, but, yeah. They do that sometimes. Yeah, and I saw that there. They did call this out. Okay. Yeah. Good. The, uh, right there on the side. Well, the, the <clears> scoped <throat> rifle that he's using. Uh, I noticed that when I... When he, well, I didn't. I, I was like, I couldn't tell necessarily. I knew it was a German rifle, but I didn't know if it was a K ninety eight or whatever. Also, the Germans are using Yugoslavian M forty eight pouches. Mm. Just throwing that out. Ouch. There. Yeah, not good. Okay, so his his rifle he was using is well, K ninety eight. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's a German. Yeah. Rifle. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I thought maybe it could have been an early war. He is or not 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 an early war of a World War One rifle. He needs to uh, he, yeah, he's, he he's needs to now. recycle it there. <laughs> Look go, or go up. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cocking piece is it's it's bored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same here. It's not cocked. 
Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it's not. Who knows? I think a lot of these oh, guns yeah. were dry the whole time. I don't think many blanks were used in this. I don't think any blanks any were used, all? dude. Mm-hmm. Because just the, the way they're reacting to it, it's just mm-hmm. like well, when they would shoot the, uh, the when they would shoot the 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 where is that? Does that I right don't know. there? Yep. Right when there. they would shoot him, you just see the bolt go forward, mm-hmm. and it was like that's it. Yep. The, oh, cool! Check ninety-eight twenty-two. Really, the dry fire brigade, right there. Oh shit! Notice the Yugo pouches. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unknown rifle. Oh, <laughs> uh, that can you zoom in on that? It's not yeah. that obscure, really. They couldn't figure that and, out. And this deleted scene, I I knew this wasn't deleted on my end, but that is just Turkish M thirty eight without a without a handguard, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you can see the the no, the, yeah, that's that's a fucking uh, that's an O three or a ninety three conversion that didn't have a handguard. Yeah, you can see that. No, that's a, that's a ninety three because of the, uh, yeah, the yeah. ring in the back of the the front of the receiver rather. Um, there's a place for the handguard to sit in there, mm-hmm. right here. Yeah, it's just yeah. No, 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 back behind the. Oh, side. right there. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. Yep, yep. yep. You can see that. That's where the handguard fits in there. So that's a uh, that's either ninety three or an O three conversion. Uh, it's a ninety three because it's a cock and closing with a small fucking safety on there. Yeah, but anyway, it's 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 a ninety three thirty eight basically is what we call it. That's funny. But yeah, fun. he says his left has a check Mauser. All right, let's see that this guy Zoom here. In. Yep. Yeah, it's ninety eight twenty two. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's probably the same thing. It just doesn't have the handguard. And then nice Yugo pouches. That's a great fucking view of them. <laughs> and a Yugo bayonet you too. S- Look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's an M forty eight bayonet. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I didn't. Very I nice. didn't realize that until you pointed it out. Oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Uh, yeah, the M10s, or the 1910, sorry. That was kind of cool, seeing it on the rooftop. <laughs> Shooting at the plane. Yeah, but also, like, the most... That that plane scene... <laughs> that's not going to happen in 1915, dudes. It was cool, but it's, like... Uh, it, yeah, it's all cinematic, yeah. like that. A lone plane dropping a couple hand drop bombs, which they release him from the plane. No, it's it's not. Well, the cool thing about is, is that they at least don't have the snow cap on these on these um, barrel jackets, because that would be 100 percent World War Two and finish. These are um, at least they don't have that. So that means they're at least early war, World War Two or war Imperial, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Go I like this right here where it's like they don't show that guy get killed, but they just they introduce the the sequence with that where it's like yeah. he's, he, the the aftermath of what happened to him has already happened. Also, most infantry units, and also that buckles run on his chin strap. Uh, most infantry <laughs> units would, <laughs> yeah, most infantry units they would not have a chin strap. They would put it underneath their helmet, yeah. the helmet cover. Does he have World War Two K ninety eight pouches? He does. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Yep. Hundred percent. That's funny. Yeah, either or two K ninety eight pouches, and he's got his chin strap on and white fucking piping again on his <laughs> shoulder boards. Hey, they tried. The, yeah, Can't yeah, get everything right. Yeah, they they got some stuff, but uh, doesn't mean that it was right. Okay, the mount's correct. Uh, is it? Wait. All right, now, I Nate, know. do you have one of these? 
No, no, <laughs> no. But one one day in my that's life, that's what I'm maybe, saying. Like but, like one day, maybe right. Um, they're they're incredibly hard to find, and they're like uh, ridiculously expensive now. I'm I'm just confused with this mount. It looks like a Vickers mount, in my yeah, uneducated look, opinion. Because look, look at the, it has this giant yeah. swoop here. There's one of my guts. Oh, it's definitely a Vickers mount. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, and then look, look, at look at the yeah, clamp. It's, it's yeah. like not even the yep. same. So I don't even know. It's a Vickers mount. Is that a Vickers mount? Because I know the it's Vickers, gotta be. Or it could be a um, 1917 mount. No, 1917 mount doesn't have that's all the. Too, all it's the, too it, big. Yeah, it's Vickers. It's too big that's for a that. Vickers yeah. or some kind of Brit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's my opinion. Uh, there, I, I, there's I there's a local at my local gun shop. There's a guy selling a full auto one with all the Kuntramans, and it's <laughs> only sixty grand. I think he wants twenty nine. Twenty nine. Still, just go take out a fucking loan. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. take a loan. But it's got like everything. That's but, cool. You know. yeah. oh, there we go. <sighs> My favorite scene. Yeah, they weigh fifteen. These things are fucking heavy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a after yes. effects muzzle flash. Like I, oh, I know yeah. that oh God, I know yeah. that's but I have that in my library. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's bad. Yeah. I know that that specific muzzle flash. Oh my yeah. god! That whole fucking scene was terrible. Yeah. He's got Yugo pouches. Yep. Of course, he's still, <laughs> dude. In 1915, an order came down. Okay, in 1915, midnight, like early to mid 1915, oh, an order shit. came down. Actually, early, that all leather had to be darkened or blackened, and belt buckles had to be subdued. Mm. This is not going to be. He's wearing the belt buckle, the, the brass one, the two-piece belt buckle. Go back to the image, Nate. That the Prussians would have worn in 1914. He's also not wearing a helmet. His hat is right there next to him. Yeah, it's, oh, I mean. Fuck? Jesus. The stop streaming button is right next to the slider. So if I hit the wrong button, also, I stop streaming. did you guys pop quiz, pop hmm. quiz. Did you guys hear the Wilhelm scream? I yes, did. I did. Yes, and I'm just like I complained I about this the other <laughs> the other week. Yes, I did. Yeah. I I was I'm I'm so glad you 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 reminded me of that, Mike, because I was going to ask you guys if you had heard it too. Yeah, I heard it very faintly. It wasn't front and center. It was very faint, but it was in there. It was in the it was in the winter battle. It was yeah, yeah. and it and was I'm like, like it, it was when they started so, chipping so, away with their bayonets, and you hear ah! someone someone got like flipped and it was ah! Ah! Like, yeah yeah so like. I just complained about that last movie we watched, and then it pops up here too. What the fuck? Well, you should complain about it every chance you get, except for a sixty. It's a well, sound. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's not a. It's not a. Um, it's not like a like a like a like a like an inside joke. It's well, it is like an inside joke. Every sound engineer has to put it in their movies. There is the subtly, subtly, but you have to put it in the movies, and it's half the game. Is can people pick it out? And that's that's half the challenge. There's unfortunately a lot of people put it front and center, and it's more. Annoying. This one doesn't have a name, but it's it's on the same level as the Wilhelm scream. That sound of the pot breaking that's uh, in everything here. I just sent you a link to it. You, you'll know it when you hear it. That you'll know it right when you hear it. Oh God, I hate that. Sound. <laughs> right, but that's another one that's oh, like it's yeah. on the same level as the Wilhelm scream. Whenever I hear that, like really, we're still using that sound effect. <laughs> yeah, that that pot has been breaking for a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, these guys as kids, they 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 time traveled and sent them a capsule of uh, a a nice K ninety eight and then also some M twenty four Stierlehangnaten. Yep. Okay. The, the, so, the part when that did explode in that little barn or whatever, I thought that effect was was nice. 
Okay, so they need seven. Yeah, so they need 17s, 16s, and 15s. The, the 15 would have been better. Okay. Yeah, the 15 would have been a lot gotcha, better. Gotcha, but then they're using all 24s. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course, they're the easiest okay. to get. Yeah. Again, showing the grenade traveling through the air against green, making me think it's okay. So making me think it's a tree. Okay, cool. <laughs> RG fourteen. Let's see what the. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, that's what he used when he threw when he had I'm the grenade in sure his hand. Was, I'm pretty sure it was an RG thirty three. I'm almost pot. Um, well, no, it could just well, have a grenade or a frag sleeve on it. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Bill Bell's shotgun, yeah. Yeah. Very, very captivating. Yeah. <laughs> How come on IMFDB the double barreled shotguns never have like a distinct name? They just double barreled shotgun. It doesn't say what's well, a Jane's well, it says, there's it says, so many make and models it's hard they, to Jane Stevens company side by side. Okay, they say it right there, yeah. But most likely that's a European fucking side by side. Because like, it's it's like it's like when you had all the pocket pistols come up around, you know, after during World War One and World War Two. It's like everyone made them. So same thing with like double barrel shotguns. There's European company that just made like fucking side by side shotguns. Just like how there's only double barrel shotgun companies in the States from the Civil War on. Like they just fucking just went bananas. Um I can't even pronounce that. This almost killed <laughs> me. What the the the, uh, the hobby yeah. yeah, that guy yeah. kicking it. Um, and then the armor car, I did see that in the back. That was kind of cool. Okay, so here's the thing. An Austro-Hung... Oh, what the fuck? Austro-Hungarian. An Austro-Hungarian Romfeld-Panzerwagen supports German forces of the Eisenhower Division, Iron Division, uh, Latvian War during the Latvian War of Independence in 1919. Huh. Like, what the... Again, they bounced to that, and it's like, what the fuck? It didn't make any sense, guys. Come on. The Latvian War of Independence, December 5th, 1918 to August 11th, 1920. That's that hidden conflict we were trying to find. Mm -hmm. Solved. Which is, yep. <laughs> Which is kind of half what I was reading, half not. I'm looking at it right now. What, what the fuck are German forces doing there in fucking... The collector who There's, brought the collector who brought that vehicle to the shoot was pissed off because I think that's the only view we see of it. Okay, so the war can be divided into a few stages: a Soviet offensive, German Latvian liberation, oh god Jesus, of Kurtzamin, Kurtzami and Riga, Estonian Latvian liberation of, I'm not going to say that, offensive Latvian Polish liberation of Latgale. Following a ceasefire, the ploy was developed by the Germans nominally dissolving into the West Russian Volunteer Army led by someone. This West Russian Volunteer Army included Germans and former Russian prisoners of war allied with the White Army in the Russian Civil War. Uh, yeah, that's what I got for the Germans and the rest of it's the Soviet offensive of whatever. Just stick a fucking spoon in my brain and stir it around. German Estonian German Estonian conflict. We're not talking about Estonians. Though. Yeah, but yeah, but he was wearing all Estonia stuff, fighting. The movie should have ended at that point. Who fucking? I, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, 
Let's just let's plain. Just, cut our just plain. plain. Yeah, see what I mean? Plain. Yeah, yeah. plain. A CGI German plane was seen Done. two times. It's like, like yeah. Don't okay. have to tell me it was CGI again. Yeah. Jesus, anyway. Bruce. Okay. I, anyway, we got I, the we got the whole ninety-one. If you want, if you want to fucking dive out. in the Latvian War of Independence, go on. That that explains the whole ending of the fucking I'm, film. I don't. Yeah. Um, I just the, the way they the way they wrapped it up. They wanted to. It should have been a totally separate movie. Communism is bad. Got it. Cool. Move on. No shit. That's my answer to that. Water is wet. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like yes. So, final thoughts. Yeah. Final thoughts. Who wants to lead? Mike, you All go right. first. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, like I say, this had some things in it that I thought were kind of interesting. It's about a subject that I don't know too much about, so that's always a plus. That's one thing we always give a war movie points for is if it if it intrigues your interest enough to look up the uh, to look up the actual event, then that's always a plus, and uh, you know, learn something from that. But um, and like I say, I re- my favorite part about this is this is gonna sound uh, this is gonna sound deplorable, but uh, my favorite part of it is the deaths in it. Not because I like to see people die, but because I thought the way they were done was very well. It was just so matter of fact, just boom, and then someone's dead. Like it just seemed very uh, raw and unapologetic, as as uh, we like to. <laughs> and uh, like the Big Lebowski, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so that stuff I thought was where well done. Um, I thought some of the combat was. I love the cinematography. I love the locations they chose um, for a yeah. lot of these battles. Yeah. It was yep. like goddamn, like this. This looks so good. Um, but uh, yeah, like I say, I mean, some of the other things they kind of drag it down a little bit. But I don't hate it. Obviously, I don't really necessarily even dislike it. So um, I'll give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, and I'll pass it on to uh, Nate. I'm about to say Nathaniel. You all, you almost, you almost died <laughs> that, that's there. That's my, that's, that's my, your thing. <laughs> yeah, that's my job. I have to call him Nathaniel yeah, as uh, much as possible. Uh, Nathaniel, what'd you think? Uh, uh, <laughs> it was um, <laughs> no, it was uh, no. I, I I enjoyed the parts. The parts that I enjoyed, I really enjoyed, and the parts that you know we talked about. Um, I obviously didn't enjoy or found too corny or slow or not really relevant. Um, but it wasn't so detrimental to the point where I walked away from it being like, you know, I don't like this. Something that we didn't talk about at the very end. I honestly, honestly, they're going for that, but I thought he had died near the end of the, the film. Um, yeah, me too. Yep. I really did like that whole, it is very um, Latvian patriotic but i did find it very a, a very interesting way of cinematography of doing the cinematography for that moment that you know in the editing and the sound effects and all that kind of stuff of the whole you know voices echoing and his prayer kind of or his you know kind of last words being constantly reverberating through the whole scene enough to give him courage to live through the whole moment and not you know blah 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 but I, I, I thought it was a very poignant and powerful moment because the, 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 the whole point of the scene might be cliche, but the way you present it is not. I thought it was very powerful mm. and very interesting. Um, other than the Jap in the tree, um, you know, and uh, some of the other point moments that we picked out, you know, of kind of being like, oh, well, that's weird. Um, you know, it does suffer from 
not the correct props, but we've docked stuff for less or more or whatever. But I mean, in the end, it comes down to what did I enjoy the film? And I did. I, I did enjoy uh, the moments. I thought they were really good. I thought that was very, very impressive for what it was. Um, I think, you know, with with another movie similar coming out of Latvia, I think it would be a wonderful change in some of the European, you know, movie representation of, of great war or world war two or whatever. I mean, um, another, um, I believe it's Estonia. I don't think it's Latvia, but uh, 1944 is another movie of that kind of caliber where it kind of comes out of nowhere with these smaller States of, in terms of movies. And it does make you kind of look at it and go, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, so all in all, I think I agree with Mike a, I think, you know, a lot of things, some of the things really do detract, but again, a lot of things really do elevate it. So I think I'm going to give it a seven out of 10 screen Mel Gibson's. Um, it, it's not low enough to be like a five. And it's definitely like not, you know, it's not like all those little things like, yeah, use Yugoslavian rifles and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. It does suck. Yeah. But we're, we're turbo nerds. It doesn't de- It's not like that was forefront in a major pinnacle scene being right. like the hero rifle. The, the, de- the, the details that they did nail down were good. Um, and the realism and the physics, they did nail down good to a certain extent. Um, humping a fucking 95 pound machine gun up into a single pine tree is not one of them, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let that go. So I, hell, I think that all that weight would bend those fucking trees, honestly, like the fucking <laughs> high as he was, but, um, no, um, yeah. Seven out of 10 scream will get since I think for me. So Mike. Sweet. The one thing I forgot to mention, it's going to be very quick, is the, um, I wish I would have seen more of this in the film, the officer, like their captain, the company commander, he was wearing this thing, and I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation, but the uh, Boschlik, it's like that hood that like goes down, it's crisscrossed. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And that hood. Yeah. And it says, according to uh, World War I Infantry by uh, Laurent Meruz, European military number three, one of my favorite books, I've been looking at this since i was a kid um it was uh only allowed when it was temperatures below negative five degrees celsius which is like probably like 25 degrees fahrenheit but it's like i think most of those guys that have had those right because they had all all this other shit but they also were lacking a bunch of other gear and i get that but it was cool to see that nevertheless yeah and so the little details like that little little tiny details were really cool to see and that was a lot of this film is like they're really cool things uh especially with the 91s that we were just talking about how they do- even if they doctored them up, they were still in 91 configuration. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like, and I was like at the bayonets and it's like, yeah, they were, it was sketchy, but like from what I saw, they were 91 bayonets, the whatever. And uh, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, the acting was okay. Some people were stronger than others. Again, like I said, the beginning of this film was very kind of like weak to me. And then we get to the middle and it gets really good. There's some little stupid details, but again, we can always forgive that. We we have on many films, and then towards the end, when you get to the 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 War of Independence, it's like again, that should have been a fucking separate thing, or just allude to it, or and you, then or, end the film, or, or you could have ended it with you know him wearing a fucking star on his cap, and like that's it, something like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like just... yeah. Just the illusion. I I understand the going in and going back and then going in again and coming out. Like I, yeah. I understand the you know in terms of going into the red to red the the communism is bad killing your friends 
escaping, find out you don't want to do that, go fight for Estonia and fight for independence, and it's turned full circle from that little bad thing of doing Red Scare. I I understand what they're trying to do, and I do appreciate it. I think that, like you said, the delivery just could maybe just be fine-tuned. I don't think it needs to be erased or shortened. I just think it needs to be fine-tuned. Perhaps, but here's the thing is, like, yeah, so, like, what I'm thinking is, like, that's the last half hour of the film. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I think this film could have been just fine as a 90-minute feature or, like, 95, maybe 100 minutes. Um, It could have been great. You know, it could have been just – it would have gotten the point across – and focus on the First World War, Latvian infantrymen on the Eastern Front. It still was like, it was so, it was just very scatterbrained. I had a problem with that. Is like, I've been bitching about that the whole podcast, but like, it was very scatterbrained. Give the audience more context. We want to know about these details. We want to. People that are watching want to know, okay, are we in 16 right now? What month is it? Again, are we in January or December? Because there's snow on the ground. Who knows? But like that, that, that actually is going to dock a lot of uh, points that I would have otherwise given it is like, it's just the, the lack of clarification and whatever for where we're at the continuity, not the continuity, the, uh, the context. And that, that really, that really took a lot away because like, I, I, I think I know where they were at. You should be able to tell, but then it goes to 1919 and whatever. So that, that was not a really strong point. However, the scenes in the middle, not just the combat scenes, but like when they're actually on the front, they go back on reserve, blah, blah, blah. I think they were very well done. And I think it shows the human side of it, right? Because these guys are all reacting in a very human way and all that stuff. Um, and to sum it up, you know, it's like, again, they could have done better, but you, you can always say that about any film. They could have done better. They could have also done way worse and they didn't do that so it's very middle of the road for me um honest to god i'm gonna give it a 6.5 so not terrible not terrible not Not great great. but it's not a five not good not no 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 no, no. you should definitely watch it it's 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 a really cool film it's very cool yeah, I, so, I think it's I, not a waste of time. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say is like, I think I think unlike a lot of our middle of the road films, um, it tends to be like, eh, you could or you could not watch it and you're fine. This I do think you should watch. Um, yeah, 100 percent. I'd recommend um, it. Yep. If uh, doing this real quick. All right. Oh, that's not fucking right. All right. Failed that one. All right. Hold on. I can do this. I graduated college. Maybe kind of. Maybe sort of. Let's see. 6.83. So let's let's do a 6.8. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, yep. But yeah. Um, I'm not sure what we're doing now next to Pipeline, but I'm sure it will be uh, fun nonetheless like the rest of them have been. Uh, we haven't had. You know, it's cool. It's cool to watch different things like this too, from like you know, foreign production companies and like you know about a very niche subject. I, I love it. Yeah, it's fun. Things we mm-hmm. usually don't see. Well, a lot. I yep. mean, I think a lot of the the more fun reviews that we do, or I think the more kind of you know, the more out there. Not have to do with the war, just the more out there kind of countries like Latvia, Estonia. Um, Denmark, Finland. One of my favorite uh, episodes we did was um, uh, an ungentlemanly act about uh, you know, yeah, yes, that's uh, that was a great. Yeah. 
That was a great, great one. Something, yeah. yeah, again, about something that's, you know, very foreign to us, but, uh, you know, very interesting and well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's niche, but it was a very important, you know, geopolitical event. And it's like, you know, so was this because, like, you know, the Baltic states gaining what they thought was their independence after the First World War in Poland, too. Um, it, it didn't last yeah. long. You know, then they were under Soviet rule until the late 80s, you know. And so they, they went, they go through all this shit fighting for Russia. They do their thing. And so it's like, it's something that's very important on the ge- geopolitical like map of like the 20th century history, but it's just never covered. And that's why I love, I love films like this. And it's like, we're grading the film itself, not the subject matter. And that it was presented to us like cool. Like that's part of it. But like the fact that it's presented and it's out there fucking yeah. awesome. So yeah, they were, they were yeah. independent until 1940. So. Yep. And then. <laughs> yep yeah we all know which what is which is there. again which, which again it's it's funny you know i i i i saw the red scare kind of thing and i'm like oh well, that's yes. when latvia is part of russia right no and i and i went oh nope. right that's another 20 more years it's because i always fade that interwar in my head to being so much more closer together and in, in time events and stuff like that and so no it's like yeah. yes i know that duh but it was just funny to like see it in film and then go oh right there's another 20 more years before that even happened so yeah i think it more pertains to the the teasing of the red scare and coming back in and out again um but uh no um very interesting very good film i thought you know it has its point it had its problems but i liked it a lot um so yeah uh anyway guys i hope we'll uh i hope we'll do another one uh, yeah, I hope, I hope we'll be around next week. Yeah, yeah. no, no. We'll hope we'll be around. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody, and we'll see you on next week's episode. Fuck you, Brian. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.